الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا توبوا الى الله توبه نصوحه وقال عليه الصلاه والسلام اتق الله حيث ما كنت واتبع السيئه الحسنه تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن او كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العلي العظيم بلغنا رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين my most respected elders ulama huffaz respected brothers assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh It is the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala has blessed with this opportunity of being here in his home, in his house on the day of Jumu'ah. And this also happens with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person is able to come early on the day of Jumu'ah to the masjid and sit in the masjid with the niyyat of atikaf for myself and those of us that may have forgotten to make the niyyat of i'tikaf so we even can make the niyyat of i'tikaf now on the way to i'tikaf of Allah azza wa jal ma dumtu fil masjid to Allah i make this intention of performing i'tikaf for as long as i'm in the masjid this is a nafal type of i'tikaf which can range from anything a few minutes to hours to days so this is the tawfiq of Allah ta'ala and uh, the reality is this that we need to be convinced about this that this is through the tawfiq of Allah Taala you and i unable to come here to the house of Allah Taala on our own and uh, for a little while you know if we just ponder this is that one step and that one link that should link us to Allah Taala who do you call to your home will you pick up anyone from the street or a person who you don't know and will you invite him home and will you take him home how many of us will do that so generally it's an acquaintance a friend someone you know that you will permit or you will take or you will entertain or you will invite to your home is that not a reality so when we understand that well will allah ta'ala just allow and permit anyone to come into his home therefore on one occasion the great and pious person who was the sheikh of the tanwir abdullah ali hazrat haji imdadullah muhajir makki abdullah ali these are those 
Ahlullah, the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, who made recognizing and getting connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala easy. And for weak ones like myself, and for those of us who, from a spiritual perspective, you know, are convinced or feel that, you know, we are lying in the gutters because of our spiritual living is so low. So these types of personalities has, have given us hope that where on the one end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there for his pious servants, he's also there for weak ones like myself. He's not only there for those that are his obedient servants, but even those of us, those slaves of his, that have broken that link of and that have moved away from him, that have transgressed, that have broken his laws and his ahkam, and that have shown indifference to the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have shown disrespect to the ahkam of Allah ta'ala, and to the extent that we have rebelled against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the words of my shaykh, ta'ala, who would say that, oh my Allah, we have rebelled against you. The eyes that you have given us, what have we used our gazes and our eyes for? And the ears that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, what have we used and what have I used my ears for? And that is why my Shaykh Yunus sometimes in his du'as would say, that, Oh my Allah, when I saw haram, you could have made me blind there and then. And when I heard haram, that oh my Allah, you could have made me deaf at that same time. And Hazrat Rahmatullahi would say with a lot of feeling, said when I walked towards haram, oh my Allah, you could have ordered the earth to split and swallow me. But let me ask myself, and let us ask ourselves that despite the disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, despite the rebellion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala still blessed me with my sight. Allah ta'ala still blessed me with my hearing and with my speech. Allah ta'ala didn't paralyze me. Isn't this or doesn't this show me the love that my Allah has for me? So this is what, you know, the Ahlullah, those who have the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their task and their work is this, to make the makhluk and the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meet and come closer to Allah ta'ala. Not distance them from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bring about a feeling of hopelessness that there is no hope for us. Irrespective of how far we are gone from Allah Ta'ala. That is why my Shaykh Mawla Yunus Ta'ala would mention in his du'as, Oh my Allah, even if my sins are more than the waves of the ocean, and oh my Allah, even though my sins may be more than the leaves of the trees of the world put together, 
And even though my sins may be more than the grains of sand on this earth of yours, and even if my sins, for the little word, one is just the words, but let us contemplate on what this wali of Allah Ta'ala is mentioning in his du'as. Let me get the reality in my heart and then see the feeling that you will experience. The feeling that you will experience. Ramadullahi would say, Do my Allah, even though my sins may be more than the raindrops that fall from the heavens, oh my Allah, your forgiveness is much, much, much more than that. Just one drop from your ocean of maghfirat, just one drop from your ocean of forgiveness is sufficient to wash away my sins. Who were these people that mentioned this? These were those personalities whose taqwa was endorsed by others that had that ta'aluq and that ma'rifat and recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones that are mentioning this. So for what is it being mentioned? Is it so that I remain in that position that I am? And is that that I, I feel hopeless? Or that I feel that I'm doomed and there is no way for me? Therefore, my Shaykh Al-Muna Yunus would mention in his du'as, O oh my Allah, tere dar ke siwa koi dar nahi, tere ghar ke siwa koi ghar nahi. O oh my Allah, besides your door, there is no other door for me. And that is one door that will remain open all the time, irrespective of what time of the day or what time of the night it is. And what type of a person I may be and how dirty and filthy I may be. But when this banda and when the servant turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my, my Rabbi Kareem, my Rabbi Kareem is ready to embrace me. Therefore, on one occasion someone said in Arabic, that Ilahi kayfa ad'uka wa ana asim. Ilahi kayfa ad'uka wa ana asim. Oh my Allah, oh my Rabbi Kareem, how do I call out to you? When I am so dirty and filthy. Oh my Allah, I have rebelled against you. I have broken your commands. I have used your given ni'mats and bounties to rebel against you. How do I turn to you? But in the very next statement he says, وَكَيْفَ لَا أَدْعُوكَ وَأَنْتَ كَرِيمٌ Oh my Allah, how is it that I don't call out to you when you are kareem and when you are most generous? And who is the one that is generous? The definition of Kareem and one who is generous is that one who gives without deserving. What am I deserving of for my Creator? Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Is it nothing else but just the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Isn't it so? But despite that, look at the na'mas and favors and bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we enjoy every split second. Therefore, on one occasion, one great and pious person and wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and an Arif Billah mentioned that just in the breath that a person takes, this shukr, there's two shukrs that become wajib on a person, that a person needs to make shukr two times to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is for the ability to breathe in, that is a na'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on its own. And the second is a na'mat to breathe out. Now if we had to make shukr just on the breathing that we do, we will not find time for anything else. This is our Allah. And this is what our mashayikh and our ahlullah, they want to do and that is create in my and your heart. 
that hope and that muhabbat for our Creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That irrespective of how far I am gone from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may Allah is still there for me. May Allah is still there for me. Therefore on one occasion, Hadim Dadullah Muadir Makki rahmatullahi, which we were mentioning a little while ago, this incident. So one person came to him. And uh, he complained, or rather he mentioned to Azad, he said, Azad, you know, we are making the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, engaging in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, you know, sometimes it is a shaitani waswasa or a whispering, or sometimes it is from the nafs, and this is simply to take us off track. Simply to take us off track. And it beautifies something before you. But the reality in that is that that is a trap. Now, if someone really thinks that the statement, that person I'm making zikr for so long, you know, I don't know whether my zikr is accepted or not. So what will happen? The person sometimes, if a person is not, has, hasn't got marifat of Allah Ta'ala, and if he doesn't understand this field of tasawwuf, then he could say, that, you know, look at the humility in this person. That he's doing this action and doesn't know that it's accepted or not. He's so, such a humble person. But in reality, behind the scenes, what is happening? It is that nafs and shaitan that are whispering into my ears, that listen, if it is not accepted, then why continue? Leave it. It reminds me of an incident. That on one occasion, there was a person that excessively made ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On one occasion, one of his close persons that was there, so he sneaked into the room. And a dark room, no light. This person just sat in the back and kept on listening to the zikr that is being made by this wali of Allah Ta'ala. And uh, whilst this zikrullah is carrying on, he's hearing a voice that is directed to this person who is making zikrullah and he's being told that your zikr is not accepted. Your zikr is not accepted. Your ibadat is not accepted. So he became surprised. This, this person, I've got so much of respect for him and I am thinking of him to be at such a high level. And this is what this unseen voice is telling him that your ibadat is not accepted. So he became very disappointed with himself and he, he quietly went out next morning he found the opportunity and he came respectfully and he sat before this pious person and he mentioned to him that I respectfully would like to ask you something. He said, go ahead. So he said that, you know, I sneaked in last night and I seek forgiveness for that. But however, whilst you were making zikrullah, I continuously heard this unseen voice addressing you and telling you that your ibadat is not accepted. So this person turned around and says that you are hearing or you've heard it just one night. And as for me, I'm hearing it every night. I'm hearing it. Now the point is what nafs and shaitan wants us to do. I'm putting and injecting this venom into my system. And if it is not helpful, then why do it? 
medication is not helpful, why continue taking it? Isn't that the normal thing? That it is not helping, then leave it. So, he mentions that, you know, you have heard it just one night. But I hear this call every night. So you got even more surprised and he says, Hazrat, if that is what you are being told every night, that your ibadat is not accepted, your ibadat is not accepted, then why continue with your ibadat? So then he responded, he said, that you tell me that if I leave this door, which other door do I have? That if I leave this door of my Creator, even if I am told that it is not accepted, where else do I go? Is there any other door for me? There is no other door for me, so I will cling on this, this door. Whether he opens or he doesn't open, why do you have your gaze on that? You continue doing what you need to do. And what is that? Apna kamkar. You do your job. And what is that? Khat khataya You keep on knocking. When he opens, leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when this person said, that listen, I have no other door. I have no other place. I cannot leave this door and go anywhere else. No sooner did he mention that, that similar, that same voice that normally called out, that your ibadat is not accepted, not accepted. Suddenly that voice says, Qabulast. That now your ibadat is accepted. Agarche hunar nestan. Although within you, you have nothing good, you have no kamal in you. And why are we accepting? That because you are saying that for you there is no one else besides us, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, therefore now we have accepted. This is our Allah, my respected friends and dear brothers. No matter how far we have gone away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is why these Ahlullah, you find that they create in our hearts that that yearning and that desire to be close to Allah Ta'ala and make us realize that my Allah loves me. I need to love my Allah. So however, coming back to the incident of Hazrat Hadi Imdadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatullah someone told, tells him, Hazrat, I don't know whether my ibadat and my zikrullah, my Allah, Allah is accepted or not. So what did Hazrat, the spiritual doctor Hazrat Hadi Imdadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatullah mentioned these were those people that, you know, they, they, were, they had ma'rifat, they had the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in them. They were what we call spiritual doctors and of a highest level. So however he mentioned to him, Oh my brother, what are you asking of acceptance of your ibadat and of your zikrullah? He says that when you make zikrullah and when you say Allah... And the next time you say Allah, then remember that the first time you've said Allah is already accepted. That Allah, if He wouldn't have accepted the first time, why would He have given you the tawfiq and the opportunity to take His name again? Who is our Allah, my respected friends and brothers? Those of us who have performed salah of fajr, Allah Ta'ala has brought us here in His home, in His house for the salat of Jumu'ah. May Allah Ta'ala accept everyone's coming here. May Allah Ta'ala make this a means to get the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and realize who our Allah is. 
He is ready to give my respected friends and brothers if it wasn't for the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Why would Allah Ta'ala be giving me the Mubarak month of Ramadan? For who is it? Is it only for the pious? Is it only for those that are close to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? No, my respected friends and dear brothers. And in the words of Haji Imdadullah Muhajir Makki Rahmatullahi who says that if you have if you were able to take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the second time, then keep hope in that most forgiving and most generous Allah that He has accepted your dhikr prior to that. Let us ask ourselves, who will you take your home, to your home for the second time and the third time and continue? It will be only one for whom you have got love. You have accepted Him coming the first time, you tell Him, come again and then come again and come again. This is the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the work of the Ahlullah to create that happiness in the heart. And that is why we say, you see this heart that Allah ta'ala has given us. There's two conditions that this heart can, can experience. One is a condition of contraction. And what is the condition of expansion? This condition of contraction is my ibadat accepted. Will Allah ta'ala accept my ibadat? That is when you go into a condition of ex- contraction. Now, in that constant, that is what nafs and shaitan wants you to be. Why? Simply when you are in that condition, then you are constantly doubting. You don't have that hope. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want of us? And what are the mashayikh trying to, and the ahlullah, create in that heart? They want to try and create that expansion. That no, my Allah has accepted irrespective of however it may be, yes, whatever is necessary as far as the faraiz and wajibat, after that, leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My respected friends, let us go to the ahadith mubarakah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if this is what, if this is what the work of the mashayikh are, who are these mashayikh that we see nowadays, or that we may have come into contact with? They are the slaves of the slaves of the slaves of the slaves. This, if this is their condition, then could, can we imagine, it is really beyond our imagination, what the condition of the Sahaba Kiram Ridwan would be. And if that was the condition of the Sahaba Kiram Ridwan it is way beyond our imagination that what Huzur Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at the beautiful teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let me take, you know, it is just the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has hidden your and my faults. For a little while, my Shaykh al-Mawla Yunus rahmatullahi would say, this, that Allah ta'ala is qadir and mutlaq. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah ta'ala has got power of everything. Could Allah ta'ala, this also is in the qudrat of Allah ta'ala, that on our foreheads, whatever gunas we did, it could have been like a screen that this person did this guna and that guna and that guna. What would have been my condition? What would have been our condition? It is just the grace of Allah Ta'ala. That what type of gunas don't I commit? And Allah Ta'ala places that curtain and veil over my faults. And Allah Ta'ala doesn't permit any. My respected friends, it goes to this extent. You know, if after hearing this, we cannot be convinced that my Allah loves us. If you are not convinced that my Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved me, why would he have made this statement? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to this extent 
that Allah Ta'ala becomes displeased with that person. Listen, my young friends and myself and all of us who sometimes are addicted to gunas. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions that Allah Ta'ala becomes displeased with that servant of his who gets up in the morning and then that guna upon which Allah Ta'ala had placed a curtain and a veil, he goes around, he moves that veil of Allah Ta'ala and he exposes his sins to everyone. Allah Ta'ala becomes displeased with that. Look at my, the Kareem Allah that we've got. Rahim Allah, most forgiving Allah, most merciful Allah, most loving, caring and compassionate Allah that, Allah, that we have. What does Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, my respected friends? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion is asked, what iman? What is iman, O Habib of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu mentions to him? What consolation, my respected friends and brothers? Qurban jaya Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What an answer did Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam give to the sahabi radiallahu ta'ala If only we can understand... You know, our hostla and our spirits will be lifted, my respected friends. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't mention that a person who reads so many hundred rakats of nawafil salah, or he makes so much of mujahada, or that he makes, he strives so much in the path of Allah Ta'ala. These were, that was not the criteria. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is being asked, one iman, what is iman? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions so beautifully, Allahu Akbar. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, إِذَا سَرَّتْكَ حَسَنَتُكَ وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنٌ When your good actions give you happiness, and when your evil actions, they bring pain and grief to the heart, فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنٌ Then you're a mu'min. What is this, my respected friends? It is not related to any major ibadat. That you have to stand in ibadat whole night of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and put your forehead down in sajda the entire night. So many of us are unable to do it. There may be those selected bandas of Allah ta'ala who do it. Ya Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when you do some good action, you've come to the masjid, you've helped someone, you've been respectful to your parents, you've been gentle to your family, you've been good to your children, you are doing the good. Any good action for that matter a person carries out, you make tilawat of the Qur'an and Majid, you're going to keep rolling. After that, we are not talking of pride, but it brings happiness to the heart. After engaging in any good action. وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ I commit an evil, I commit a crime. I be disobedient to my Allah and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the least that should happen after that, وَسَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ Then when I've did something wrong, when I've displeased my Allah, when I've rebelled against my Allah, then I feel bad about it in the heart. فَأَنْتَ مُؤْمِنْ That is a sign of your iman. May Allah's time is up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless me and bless all of us with tawfiq to bring this expansion in the heart. Before the month of Ramadan Mubarak, that oh Allah is there for everyone, my respected friends. Irrespective of where I am and how low I may be, don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim Don't look down upon anyone. Whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises and lifts, that is in the hands, in the qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst his pious servants. Wa akhru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.